Hello, welcome to the Saturday edition of Agasali Podcast. Well, I'll be doing it this week by myself. But I will try to find a co-host by next week. So anyway, let's let's get into the show with Dynamite Recap. Let's start. Um, Alright, let's start with NJF versus Wheel Utah. He beat Ian Utah with an arm submission for the vet- submission victory. During the post-match, Utah extended his hit NJF. NJF contemplates a long, hard. But I don't know where Lee Morai attacks Utah. NJ is pissed. He says, I didn't tell you to do that. Stokely halfway. Moriarty had a Utah up for NJ, but you came down with brass knuckles. He gets in a ring with NJ alone. The crowd chants, you fucked up. NJ slowly walks out of the ring and makes his way to the ramp. When I get for this, we might see NJ face turn. We might see the combat club and the firm getting involved. But I'm going to see... The combat club versus the firm to happen very soon. I want that to happen very soon. Carter needs to return. <coughs> Definitely. Alright, Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Great matchup. Darby Allen defeated Lethal by Slash Supper. It was a good matchup. Good to opponents. Great matchup. Then post match, Darby, Darby offers hand. Lethal shakes it. Lethal's Lethal. And his, his goons were shocked. Melito shake Darby's hand and went off. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Now, you got Warlow versus Brian Cage for the TNT Championship. The match was big hitting. Warlow finally beat Brian Cage when he hit four powerbombs to retain the TNT Championship. It was a good Haas matchup. Two giant monsters. Anyway, post-match. Gate to Agony, Blindside Warlow, Smojo came out, numbers games are too much. FTR come out to come out. The Embassy, Prince Nana, Kate, Leona, Kane, Retreat as Joe, Warlow, FTR stand tall. That was pretty much the whole thing after the match, so yeah. Yeah, as a result, we got Gates of Agony versus FTR for the tag belt. So that's coming soon. So that's on Battle of the Belts. <sighs> Yeah, I'm I'm gonna review that later on. So yeah, okay. FTR comes out to a big pop. He, I mean, I mean, sorry. I mean, backstage. Britt Baker says she's here to answer the question. Everyone asking. She said no. Syria says she. She said Syria would not be wrestling ADM because doctors had not cleared her. Anyway, Store Athena get Nightingale defeated. Hater, sorry, Dean pinned it before when Nightingale pins forward for the win. <coughs> Post match, Britt Baker in the ring arguing with Soraya and are fighting. Soraya sends Breaker to the outside as the Bay faces clear the house. Rebels trap Soraya and then rocks Rebel. The acclaim, yeah, that was pretty the performance match for the segment. Soraya's back, she's clear to wrestle. We will see Baker versus Soraya. At full gear. Can't wait to see it. Let's make this happen. Alright, the Acclaim make the entrance about scissoring day. Mm-hmm. Mass Castle rests about the insider trading. Biter Biden is stuttering. The crowd goes wild. The crowd chants, Oh, scissor me, daddy ass to a football champ. Anthony Bones welcomes us to the first ever national scissoring day. 
It's brought to you by, by the most popular team wrestling, the best damn homegrown team in AEW, the acclaimed. He says, Scissor Me Daddy shirts sure number one sale for merch with no surprise. AEW now stands for acclaimed every Wednesday. Bjorn says he's the Sultan of Scissors. He's given a lesson on scissoring and says it's a sign of real team, not just throwing tag team together by Sneaky Swear and Keith Lee. He says he thinks they might be popular. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Billy Gunn said, This is Daddy Ass's house. For everyone in the building, the millions and millions of people at home is National Scissoring Day. Gundam presents a claim with giant pairs of scissors. Cast it with everyone. Everyone turned their right and left their offer a piece side a piece of scissoring. Cast said that 30 years ago in Washington won the Super Bowl 17. His dad was on the team. He said DZ might represent the partisan division in the U.S., but there is no red and blue tonight because the claim wear pink. Everybody looks good and plain pink. We are doing. As he said, the, the first bi-person scissor to bring people together. Swerve strictly interrupts. This is the dumbest he ever seen, being a heel. Swerve says both titles should be on Billy's shoulders because he's the reason he won the title. Yeah, because of Billy, yeah. Next week's going to be Daddy Ass versus Swerve. Mark Sterling's brain set may claim that claim need him. He tells him to seal the deal tonight with scissory. They all tapped him. Bowers hit him with a scissor's leg drop. Gun grabs the mic. He says he sets the... For next week, Godly. You can leave now. We have one more thing to do. All three scissors. The crowd elapsed. That was the National Scissors Day segment. It was pretty good. Honestly, it covered all ground. And it was pretty good. It was a good way. Yeah. It was pretty much scissoring day. We're going to have Swerve versus Billy Gun next week. So that's going to be in Canada. Now you're probably good. Okay. Let's go to backstage with Ty. Anna J JS interrupted Mass and Ray and Sky Blue. They quit Sky Blue for lack of charisma. Blue responds to worked on the charisma. They worked on their wrestling. That's some back and forth action. Tag team quickly sells a rampage. Honestly, this backstage tournament women's is pretty good. It opens up tag match. You know, Sky Blue needs to be on rampage. It's gonna be live. And Mass and Rain, I want to see her wrestling more, and we can see we can see more of Tay J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey. Hangman Page versus Roosh. Hangman Page to fear Roosh. What up? Buckshot Lariat. Down the post match. Private party confronted Page. John Mox comes out. Mox and Page has a stare down. Here's what Mox says. I waited for three years. Three years to watch you study you. He knew this was coming. Mox said we have beaten everyone except champ each other on October 18 in Ohio at the arena. I smoked a drink under the bridge. There'll be one last man standing at AEW. I'm going to choke you to your turn blue. You're in a way to be in the true two guy. I ain't the best in the world. I respect that. I marry you the person. When they bell rings, I ain't got any goddamn respect for you or anything. Then Mox is going to lead to Page says, If you've been waiting, where the hell are you going? Mox and Page circle each other. Mox says, You're a sweet kid, but your pussy mouth gets you in trouble. This is your final warning. 13 days. Watch your damn mouth. This is basically post-match Moxley Page segment. It was pretty good. Page got the victory in building towards Page versus John Moxley, which I'm going to like. Yeah, definitely. On uh, Tuesday, yeah. Okay, backstage, we got Will Nightingale challenging for the team as championship battle the belts. It was a setup. Like, Jay and the Bags came up mocking Willow, but she says, I'm going to be 1 in 38, somewhere like that. It was basically Willow, Nightingale, going to try to challenge her for the third time. I don't know why, but it's going to be pretty good. All right, we got a squash match with Luchasaurus defeating 
Fugo da Sol. It was a good squash. We go to the post by Jungle Boy attacks Luchasaurus, Christian Cage with a chair. Then we get a promo cut for Jungle Boy says, You're my best friend. Now I'm going to break your fingers, your nose, your arm, and piece by beast, miserable pieces I break you. Pick the tire place, I'll be ready. Then we got a message from Cage saying, Be the only honest person watching, you'll be not be happy in front of these losers. Tire is next week in my hotel in Toronto. That was pretty much a post match segment boosted for next week. Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. <laughs> Christian Cage be on Luchasaurus' side. Pretty much. Alright, we got Jericho Guevara versus Jansen Garcia. Jericho Guevara defeated Jansen Garcia. When Garcia locks him in Dragon Sunday, but Jericho hits him with an RH belt. Ref didn't see it. Sandy covered for the win. That was pretty much Dynamite. AEW Dynamite. It was a good Dynamite. Good episode of Dynamite. It made sense. The the upset the frustrating part was before the show there was gonna be like there was gonna it was a fight between Guevara and Andrade. Andrade threw some punches, he got sent home, it made it cancel that previous match. So that sucks. I don't blame I blame Andrade. He wants he wanna send it home, let's send it home. Alright, let's go to the news discussion. Alright, Bandito reporting T agrees to terms. AEW. Okay, out of the press of debut was a Jericho last week. Dynamite. Bandito's reportedly somewhat all elite, like agreed the terms. He didn't sign a contract, but he's agreed the term. <coughs> Bandito was called AEW last week for a championship. Jericho for the Raw Rage World Championship in the main event. W Diamond, a huge spot for free agency when they're trying to AEW main event overdue. When Benio guys changed, he immediately pressed it was a great main event. After the match, he reported Benio was off the contract, but there was no confirmation if he signed or not. It was later feared that W Barry asked for Benio's number four in the match. Jericho's last week and a finish. Now, thanks to new support by Festlight, now I knew that Bardino has agreed to turn the AEW coins to those close to him. Festlight learned that former RH World Champion Bardino is going to turn with all you wrestling. We had heard that Bardino officially signed, but he offered a deal last week, close close to his agreed to those terms. So, the awesome report also notes how Sarah Bassett, so AEW has more highly of Bardino's demeanor add to, could even a stronger impression. If Benio's AEW debut goes by there, there's a good chance the Koran's Baron Mexican go over huge in AEW. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Benio's going to sign AEW. Pretty much. Alright. Then he kind of praised Jericho. He said he has the best year of his career. Over three decades to try go try Jericho. And we see him now praise out Tony Khan. He sees he has the best year of his in 2022, because such a you know, to go to very well for Bruce the first few years. Well, only his one prize, the Ring of Watch. All right, yeah, Jericho won the Ring of Watch champion. Right now, like, well, Tony Khan appeared on. Uh, my Mason and Robbie Fox, when he talked about his buying about Jericho spending incredible value, he still should have been in the company. <coughs> he says, addition to Mox, who's a great champion, has been an amazing top guy for us this year. 
Chris Jericho has the best year of his career. I think Jericho had the best year of his career. Yeah, consider Jericho for MVP too. World champion. Right now, he's the Ring of Honor world champ on the Ring of Jericho world champion. The eighth world championship for Jericho. As we watching Jericho for the last 27 years, going on 28, 99, all time. Wasn't saying this. Then we get more for Tony Khan. Tony Khan says two times discussed. The wrestling fans, made him the big fan of Jericho, recently has stepped back. Everyone was saying things and times that rekindled Giant Hart's career. It was a scrutinizing wrestling fans were cynical. That was real recently. They were not saying for us I mean, Jericho had run. He has on. He's unprecedented. It's amazing how he's come in in a year. I mean, he lost 31 pounds. So, eventually, I was jarring to see the Jericho remember from decades ago or two decades ago. The things he done this year are reinvention. He's been doing it in a completely unaffected way. John Ross, the other great MVP name, the person who actually came by the idea of Jericho speaking the line, to bring the Lionheart back this year, which I love. Let's look at the Tony concept. More Tony Khan, all elite wrestling president Tony Khan, that's went on to say, discuss Jericho's recent sensational body transformation, which is he cut back on the rubbly and revealed to be best shape of his career in years. But then I'm trying to do it. I don't think it would make sense a year two years ago. Been again at AEW. Dress looked like the best he looked. He saw a side high rip. Dress looks like a lion heart. So maybe like. Wow, Chris looked better. He looks awesome. He looked ripped. And, uh, weight loss has died. He talked about it. He did an interview with GQ. Detailed what he did. He just made small meals. He didn't compete when he turned how to treat his diet because he wasn't eating good at all. I spent a lot of time with Chris. I can tell you, he's not eating so great now. He let me do it. So, I wanted, so that's why I bring it forward. So we get more to it. On uh, September 8th, 28th episode of Dynamite, Jericho would take on Benito the Lair Men's AEW single debut. Tony got took over the Took time to put over the match, gave credit for fresh eyes on the new hot star. The, I think the match had started with Bandito, was so crazy shit in the match. So fuck you, awesome. It's starting now. And you know, there's a comment, this is the kind of huge shit. It's that star, like, they're a jungle boy. No, I'm trying to do numbers. They knew Bandito, giving them a long story, grab between like, they were in bed. I see, that's why I got Jericho, Jericho, that man, man, crying crazy stuff. Still, so you see Jericho, listen. I love when it came in. Go promo segment. The show celebration was segment. The quarter hour. It's 1.12 million and a huge jump in demo. And a huge interest in what Jericho is doing. Of course, right now is awesome. Alright, let's go to Cody Khan again. It was probably quiz by Tony Khan. As he mention mentioned, was your best match of the year. Tony Khan summed it up by saying he believes Jericho is very. Aaron, the MVP says we're in only wrestling. Oh my god. Let's get to it. If I had to pick four singles matches, this was Tony Constant. Chris that fantasy I think was Eddie versus versus Eddie Kingston at Revolution. John Boxley at Quake of the Lake versus Brian Dennis, the Term of Champions. I would say versus Brandon last week in the first of the Ring of Our World Championship Diet. So I certainly consider Chris out there as one of the MVP candidates in AEW. Oh, okay. Alright. Freddie Jr. Prince Jr. confirms they made Bray Wyatt offer to join the promotion once to start. Yes, yes. Bray Prince Jr. has a wrestling promotion. Jr. is always known for his role in film and TV. He's always been a wrestling fan. He appeared on WIT as a guest of a rock. Right, there are cameras on the way. Now, his podcast, Wrestling Ready. The word WIT career radio has updated listeners on how he plans to start his own wrestling promotion. He doesn't have a TV deal in place, but discussed how crews building behind the scenes, how his roster is coming together. As I move forward, I finished a script, draft a script. I had two producers that both interested in working to part me up on this. 
I have a TVD play. I am very close to this weird sharing dreams with you. One, you waste the energy out there. No, no, with it, you have to find, find a new way to challenge yourself. Secondly, I announced the deal for an income payment because until the income payment, your script is nothing. Your federation is nothing. It's just an idea. I have a script in place. I have a quite receptive to I'm working on fitting on a roster. I have a female in place a lot. People know. Yeah. I said everybody knows that Love Bray was basically part of one night. For sure, I confirmed that I put an offer. I think it's a creative offer. Actually, I wouldn't be able to compete with WWE, but I put other things that I think are important to Bray. I don't think I'm going to get it as a week. It goes on, but I'll see. You don't know if I don't. No, then I'll ship gears again like I did last time. And it's, it's a speed bump in the road. I'll find the next perfect road work to start to make it work for that. Whoever my main guy is, is who is going to revolve around the wrestling is half of things. Yeah. So, so Freddie Prince Jr. confirms that he was the one to make a civic guard to Bray. This fan, another big time names can receive offers from load company or where Prince can load in talent already. AEW or WWE. The answer should without giving anyway, yes. You got a lot. I respect a lot. I saw the ratio with WWE and AEW. WWE is more exclusive in the contrast. I would use talent. That would be unlikely that they would wrestle. There was a position in backstage. Might be a position for them in the backstage partnership. Where AEW is more free with their contracts and more willing. So as long as you protect the talent the right way, they'll give you a little something. Uh-huh. Again, for a junior, when it comes to the company raising the C, though he says he made an offer to break, could be getting a positive sign for the company's future. Alright, Guevara said he's finally caught the drama. Exhausting. Yeah, yeah, drama. Shit. Guevara talks about the drama and stuff. Like, drama. Yeah, like... I I basically created the drama. We're getting so much drama it's insane. So basically Guevara's pissed off there was so many drama, but some of the drama is sorry for assault. That's that's hap- that's hypothetical. That's just stupid. That's yeah, on you. Okay, let's go to Dan Lambert. He was upset. Apparently he didn't want to do this he wanna stop like end the show because Lambert said that he wanted to leave AEW because it lasts his run. Like it stopped because it was not fun no more. He it was run. It was getting like old and what was that stale? Yeah. So I said he will come back in the future with something new in the future. So let's go back. All right. Next final next news. Okay. It trends updates on Android game why Sarah Guevara was at home. Uh, let's go to it. Guevara and I mean Guevara and Andre were talking Tuesday night. Both greeted when we know fighting. Andrade was specifically warned that something happened. Andrade was fired, not fired, which Andrade said nothing would happen there with no fighting. Executive was hired for Wednesday and warned again ahead of time. Andrade was waiting ahead of the hallway for Say. He went to the Andrade spent a jump, which Say showed in another story of Andrade's son. Andrade got two of punches broken up. Andrade was sent home. Differences was for leaving. The above situation that both sides agreed on the different punch. It was more aware why the punch. Say said Andrade's motive was trying to get fired. Okay, witness the altercation that Andrade being the only one sent two punches. All right, Andrade said, I'd say, work the main event. Meltzer says our three X W stars in WWE signs AEW wants to leave and go back to WWE. Andrade allegedly has at least two years, three years left on his contract. Yeah, so that's the news. That's pretty much it. I was talking about. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening. So yeah, 
Mm-hmm. That's happening. Okay. Um. All right. Well, we're now going to rampage. Then about the belts. That's the other news. So, let's go to rampage about now. All right. Let's go to rampage right now. Okay. All right. Let's start with Masi Casanova. Casanova Utah versus Rouge Pride Party. Yeah. All right. Basically, it was a great six man tag. Rouge. I mean, Moxie Casanova and Yuta defeated Rouge Pride Party by submission when when either when Utah made one of them as a Pride Party tap out. This was a good 10 minute matchup. It was pretty good. It started to finish. It was pretty good. Yeah. All right. We go to Tony Nese, Josh Woods, the newly varsity athletes versus the former varsity blondes. This was a squash tag match. Nese. Woods dominated the Blondes. They won the match. Arn Anderson is so, so in the back just looking disappointed due to the loss. What I'm seeing is that what I'm seeing is that Arn Anderson could have possibly formed some of horsemen with the Blondes with with Pirate Pillman and his son and Brian and, and John Lee Johnson. That's what I see. More to this that Smart Australia hits the ring. Like before that, you say he trademarked the term varsity because varsity blondes don't deserve it. Yeah, that was mostly part of that. So now, Wood, Nisa Woods are now the varsity athletes. Story says his groin has been on fire since National Sensory Day. That's what we're talking about. Then we saw the acclaim arrive. Mastercast and Rasmus saving the ratings and Draymond Green. It was a good post match segment. It was a funny close match segment. Even with our ass to be disappointed is what it is, is what it is. So we go to video Eddie Kingston say he said he only got three thirty seconds but Edge gets fifteen minutes. That was basically what it was about. Eddie Kingston said he apologized. He felt that Edge always gets fifteen minutes. That was about Edge for stuff. So that was the end of the video. Anyway, we go to Anna J Meadow defeating Sky Blue Mass and Rain in a tag women's match. It was she both won by submission. It was a it was a tag women's match. It was basically seven minutes, so it's a, it's good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Now we go backstage with Swerve Strickland saying he's not trying to have a banger match. Really good. He will be there to hurt Daddy ass. So that's gonna be amazing. So that's gonna that's gonna be heading to next week's Dynamite with Daddy ass versus Swerve Strickland. All right, we go to the main event, Death Triangle. Versus the Dark Order. So this was a 20 minute main event match. It was really hard hitting. Dark Order trying to get the hits in. Death Triangle gets involved. And he ended the match with, with Pac applying the crossface on Reynolds. After when Rush handed Pac the hammer. And Pac hit Reynolds with a hammer. And he was out. That was basically the match. That and then like. And then, yeah that was basically the end of. Rampage. Rampage was a good show. It leaned into Battle of the Belts, which is good. So let's get into Battle of the Belts. And one more thing. Rampage was a gold case show for this week. So it was pretty good. All right, we go to Battle of the Belts. We got Pac versus Trent Barretta for the All-Atlantic Championship. Pac defeated Barretta to retain the title. The ending was that Trent looks for a superplex for the apron. Pac hits him with a hammer and mid-move and gets the pin. During the post-match, Arn Cassidy hits the ring, wants a rematch with Pac. Like, Cassidy beat the hell out of Pac. 
Pack, which basically wrestled around 40 minutes, so that's a big, big thing. So we're going to get next week, Arch Cassidy versus Pack for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. I can't wait. It's good. It's pretty. Then we get a promo for Claudio Casanoli, and he wants his rematch for the ROH title. There's basically a promo for Casanoli. He is pissed at Jericho for taking his title. He wants the title back and bring back honor to ring up honor. He definitely wants to do it. That's definitely going to happen. All right, we got Shane Cargill defeating Will Nightingale to retain the TBS champion. This was one of the seven-minute match. It was pretty good. Post-match, Vicky Guerrero yells into the mic. Nia Rose grabs the TBS top. Ringside skates throughout the back thanks to the stretch for Vicky. We're going to get Nia Rose versus... With Jay Cargill for the TBS champion down the line. And I can't wait. Probably on Rampage. I cannot wait and see. Now backstage, we got Matt Hardy asked why Ethan Page still halfway are in business. Era shouted about contract tap rate. It was basically about Matt Hardy, Ethan Page still halfway. Hardy says Page keeps sticking his nose in his business. Hardy will delete them. This is going to lead to Page versus, Ethan Page versus Matt Hardy. Yeah, it's most likely going to happen. Yeah. It's most likely this story's gonna continue. Backstage, Hook tears out the envelope given by the trespassers last week without even opening it. So basically, we're gonna have Hook versus Trustbusters feud, which is gonna be good, very good. We want a Hook man, a Hook feud with the Trustbusters. Who's gonna be working with the feud with the Trustbusters? I cannot wait for that. So here's the announcements. Alright, first announced the recent announcement is Packwitch Arch Cassidy for our Atlantic Championship is announced for Dynamite in Canada. Then we got the Gun Club coming out dressed as bottom guys. FTR mocked them. Then FTR def- then the main event. I think this was the main event. FTR defeated Gates of Agni to retain the ROH Tag Team Championship. So, the end of the match with Dax said Khan into Prince Nana and gets the backside for the pin. That was the ending. Alright, here's the post-match. Brian Cage comes out. The embassy beat down FTR. Warlord comes out for the same, but the numbers are too much. So, Mojo here cleans house as FTR Wardrobe stands tall. Yep, that was Battle of the Belts. It was a good Battle of the Belts. Was. It was live for the first time, and I liked it. FTR retained the Army Tag Belts. Gates of Agony are to showcase themselves. We're going to have Pac versus Arch Cassidy for, on Dine for next week, which I like, which is on a Wednesday in Canada. And this was a good battle of the belts. Let's go to the news discussion. Tony Khan, AEW. He talks about, Tony talks about, Tony talks about, AEW had similar free agent profiles now. He talks about Vince McMahon, Nick Khan. Then he was speaking with Ariel. Cause and said thoughts about originating chain where he thought it said a potential bigger battle at WWE moving forward. <coughs> he said, yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of how he said felt. Cause said he definitely is up for a challenge. There have been elements that said make improvement there. I've been open to say that. I think there's been a lot of improvements there, I think, for us. And we've been a lot of big improvements in two recent weeks. This is very competitive, we're very competitive in the past, obviously. <coughs> and this case hopefully everyone's going to be good for everybody that's what Khan said the AEW president thinks about how to change the minds and the regime with WWE's previous regime and the, now the new regime he talks about the regimes 
Then, in the interview later on, Kyle described how one point AEW dark because of the leading trial system that helps both AEW and WWE. That was recruiting time on the show. And then, Tony Khan said at one point, like, AEW dark was not... At the premier trial system in America, <clears throat> AEW were not the only ones scouting. There are plenty of people in WWE that were totally recruited off AEW Dark. Anyone else and I say that? They honestly, they're all full of shit. Said so, Kyle also said that Triple H, that he and Jeff and Triple H used to be friends at one point before a competition. That's something new because he was a football play owner, and you know Tony Khan, he was friends with WWE at one point. You know. So, you know, honestly, that's what it is. I feel bad for Tony Cobb, but business is business. Tony Cobb needs to step it up and suck it up. That's what it is. All right, Booker T talks about traditional wrestling. Business all gone. Almost gone. I don't think so. All right, Booker T says, talks about, like, it's not a fan. AW certain fan AEW talents are constructing themselves online. Yes, yeah, this is based about the Guevara and Jarrell incident on Twitter. Then Booker T got pissed. Started way on a matter of podcast, traditional wrestling gone away. Mm-hmm. Uh, calling people at your body might be a touch a jobber and stuff. Booker T is just pissed that that tradition is getting fucked up, you know. <coughs> Booker T will continue that this was out of work. He knows why he sees it. Furthermore, he believes that we're they're losing perception of what wrestling fans want to see. This is a thing. He's just upset about pugs. Twitter, the business has stopped, you know. Then he ventures out a target. Burger T will aim at any use of foul language, some stuff, you know. Some bullshit. Then he returns back to the say and this Andrea situation that Booker T concludes to say that someone had a beef with him, the only day with him on Twitter, so he went to the hospital. <coughs> it's a bit funny, but honestly, I don't know why. That'd be cool, but Booker T's Booker T. Who do you know? Uh-huh. Alright, we go to a, a, talk about a corporate party reportedly threatened legal action, delaying AEW's investigations in a backstage altercation between CM Punk and the Elite. The, the investigation basically is ongoing, still ongoing. We all thought it was going to end, but unfortunately, CM Punk is not being cooperative. Cooperative, he's being an asshole, so making things difficult for everybody. He's a piece of shit. He is. He's fucked by AEW. He's a piece of shit. He used to be fired. Basically, all this say Dave Meltzer talks about CM Punk. He's talking about CM Punk. He's stalling the investigation. He's making it difficult. ACL needs to go. CM Punk needs to go. That's what I see. They need to go. Bye, Punk. Bye, ACL. Goodbye. See you now. Goodbye. Goodbye, as us. Now we talk about WWE releasing Nigel McGinnis, formerly. Like, yeah, former Ring of Our World Champion, McGinnis, 26, released by WWE this week. Yeah, I already know what happened already this week. Um, so apparently the sight of McGinnis provided tie something of a happy ending for former Ring of Our World Champion. Talking to the late produce, director Philip Aston McGinnis. He was offered a WWE deal. Yeah, right knows. Uh-huh, McGinnis, he was involved in WWE for a while, a commentator. Then he, uh, <coughs> Then he had a big impact wrestling run, which is highlighted with some of Tay Bowser's current angle. McGinnis returned to RH as one of the lead announcers during the Sinclair Broadcast Group ownership era. He led a parallel to honor a camera as 
do a promotion, join MLS Tarzan 16. But now he's gone. I see him join AEW for Ring of Honor. That's what I see. Because I want to see that happen. We need more RA's originals helping out Ring of Honor with AEW. AEW's not bought Ring of Honor. They made Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. Like, McGinnis need to go to Ring of Honor and help it out. We need RA's to be a developmental center for AEW's future stars. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I don't know. In all in all, Rampage has been a good episode. Dynamite's been a good episode. Battle of Belt's been a good episode. CM Punk is an asshole. We all agree. CM Punk go fuck himself. You know. Uh, let's see more. Tony Khan, Stephanie Chibunja used to be friends. We could go with that. Gavard still needs to suspend it. Andre needs to go go away. He's fired. But I do sometimes agree with Booker. This is a wrestling tradition. is gone. But he needs to chill. And that's what I feel. So yeah. Basically, that's Augusta Ali Podcast. I'll see y'all next Saturday for another episode. Bye.